Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, as always, Steve Pintado, and my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? Uh, man, I'm doing good. Hope everyone had a good week. This week I did, so I'm feeling great on this Monday. Oh yeah, it was a, gr- a real fun Sunday afternoon. Fantasy teams did pretty well this week. Fortunately, my Dolphins didn't, but... You know, one great thing, I actually got to see uh, Le'Veon Bell at a bar this weekend. Uh, so that was kind of cool to experience. So didn't talk to him, but, you know, it was pretty cool just to see a you know, football player in real life off, offside the field. So let's get right into it today. We want to invite our special guest of the day, Mr. Steve Gamrat, an expert in the New York area on the fantasy football guru life and daily fantasy kind of stuff. Steve, what's going on today? Hello! How we doing, boys? Doing pretty good, How We're real glad to get you on the show, finally. Appreciate it. Just want to say congrats on the podcast. You guys are doing good things. and Hopefully it keeps up, guys. You're doing a great job. Uh, definitely, we appreciate it. We enjoy doing it, so and we, uh, we we love it. So, But let, you know, let's get right into it. Uh, before we do the whole sec- all of our segments, let's just tell us where we can find each other. Um, guys, you know, always please visit our website, www.thefantasycoaches.com, where we have our you know, podcasts, you know, live streams, articles, and rankings. You name it, we have it. We have a great, uh, cl- great group of writers who write some great articles for us throughout the week, and we couldn't do it without them to have the the website be real successful and then please you know please follow our twitter account at coaches fantasy you can follow me at uh coach Stephen p jibs let the viewers know they can find you at i take honcho on twitter i'll take honcho and uh steve why don't you let everyone know where they can find you and give them a little background who you are real quick before we get there yeah sure you can follow me on twitter steve underscore gamrat instagram at say ze gamrat and if there's any ladies listening Bumble, swipe right. Big fan of you guys. You know we've been doing fancy football weeks together for years. Been since we're in New Jersey, we got into the daily fantasy scheme and just been big football people all around. So you know, let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe we can help you out with your dating thing, but uh, we're we're here to talk about fantasy football today. <laughs> So we'll get oh, right. Yeah, forgot, sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. We'll get right into the news. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to cover. Major things, you know. People, some people got hurt this weekend, and we'll talk about that when the student doc gets on later today. Ben Watt comes back, gets re-signed by the Patriots. So it probably has to do with the Josh Gordon injury. Nikhil Harry is back at practice. So that that's promising to see him back on the field sometime soon. But again, but besides that, we really didn't have a lot of news to cover this week. Um, there's really not much to say about it. So we're just gonna get right into the next topic. Uh, we're gonna talk about our three takeaways from week six. We'll jump into some waivers. We'll do one player you know we aren't ready to give up on, and one player we have faith in still. And then Scamrat will have a little segment for us at the end. So let's start with our. Three takeaways from the week week six action. Gamera, we'll let you go first. What was your first week takeaway? First week takeaway is that the Patriots of New England just walked into another AFC Championship playoff bye. The Chiefs laid an egg again. Patriots casually go 6-0. and Then they'll get the Jets on 12 days rest, 11 days rest, on Monday night, so that might be 7-0 right there. They just have a soft, soft schedule going 
coming off a Super Bowl, which blows my mind, and it just looks like the AFC in general is has no competition at all to compete with the Patriots. I'm not sure how you guys feel. Yeah, no, definitely. Unfortunately, the Patriots are just taking away this division and the conf- and the conference as well. It is what it is. They have somehow have the easiest schedule. I don't know how the NFL play, NFL Association does this every year somehow, but you know they end up having the easiest schedule. And you know these are the times where you want to get your Patriots on your fantasy teams because they're going to put up points week in and week out. And if you've had the Patriots defense all season, you've been pretty happy with your fantasy team so far. So now definitely the Patriots. That defense could play. That yeah. defense could play. It's it's fantastic. Oh yeah, they're oh, yes. they're pretty good. Well, I was just going to say about the Patriots that they're playing the NFC East this year. You see what the Redskins are. You see what the Giants have been or what they can be. And then you have the two juggernauts on top of the division. And then they probably just kick the can on everyone else on the AFC side of the thing. So it was their race to win uh, started. So they just have a very good lead right now. They just can be in the driver's seat. You think that driver's seat's not going to end? So I think they're pretty much walked into a automatic bye week for uh, the wild card now. Definitely, definitely have the they have the wild card all all they have everything locked up. They're going to have the number one seed. It's it's pretty obvious at this point. So, but Jibs, uh, let's get into your first takeaway from the day. My first takeaway from last week is the duds this season paid off finally in a good way. You look at some of these weak winners for you this week. Diggs had 43.5 PPR points. Connor had 30.9 PPR. Henry coming out of nowhere. Hunter Henry, 30 fantasy points. Devontae Freeman finally got the cobwebs off. He had 26.8 fantasy, I mean, 26.8 PPR points. It was just mind-blowing to see these guys actually produce. And I did have Diggs and Connor on one of my teams, and it was just totally successful this week. Definitely, it's 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 sometimes important to hold on to those players who might be underperforming early on because it could just be a rough start for them. And you know, if you guys held on to them, they helped you win your fantasy week, and they could be you know long term options moving forward. So it's sometimes it's good to hold on and not get too panicked right away. So there's still a lot of fantasy season left. But you know, getting into my first topic of the day, New York Jets fantasy players become relevant again. Sam Donald makes his team fantasy relevant for your fantasy squads. Uh, I definitely just wrote an article about how you know their wide receiver core is definitely a great buy low right now. Uh, Robbie Anderson always seemed to turn it on late in the season. Got five uh, five catches for 125 yards and touchdowns yesterday, and then Jameson Crowder had six catches for 98 yards. I mean, you want to buy into this team now if they're on waivers this week. Definitely going to be worth a big pickup. But we'll you know we'll talk about in the waiver segment, but. These guys are, you know, their 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 fantasy production now is 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 real, and uh, definitely want to get your Jets on your team right now. Totally agree with you, brother. I definitely picked up. Oh yeah, Anderson before the week started. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I'm surprised uh, people got off on that quick. I thought he was pretty obvious oh. going into the season that he would be on your team later in the end. But I guess oh. with Darnold being sick, that was a big and, thing. So. So, but if he if you let him go, try to pick him back up for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. But Gamer, let's get into your next uh, takeaway here. What is your second takeaway from the weekend? My second takeaway is the Seattle Seahawks went from this great defensive team to all of a sudden being this offensive powerhouse with multiple options. 
And one of these options that came out of nowhere was Jaron Brown with a casual two touchdowns. Where did this come from? What happened to DK? What happened to Lockett? You know, I guess they're everyone's worried about them too. And this guy swept through the cracks and just gets a two touchdowns out of nowhere. He might be on my radar for the upcoming weeks. Yeah, couldn't agree more with you. I think Will Disley going down definitely opened up a third wide receiver going forward. Oh, again, guys, just news-wise, Will Disley is going to, you know, he did tear his Achilles, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season at this point. But that definitely uh, probably all right, opened up. All right, you my point more. So sad. Yeah, so it sad. is sad. It is really sad. But, you know, players like this are going to pop in because Lockett and Metcalf are definitely the top two on, on the team. So someone else is going to have to step up, and it could be Jerome Brown. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, Jibs, let's get into your second take of the day. Second take is there's trouble in paradise, meaning the L.A. Rams. Everyone's always talking about Sean McVay this, Sean McVay that. But we knew it was going to be a tough fantasy matchup coming in. But San Fran's defense is legit. Like, I mean, legit. Oh, so good. They are, they are good, man. And I bet you some of these are uh, Jared Golf owners wish they had Jameis Winston in their starting lineup because Jeez, that Niners are the real deal. It's unfathomable. Like you did call it right, Coach Steve, that he would be your sit this week, and I didn't think he will have zero points, negative point eight points basically, holding down Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Cooper Cup all under double digit PPR points and basically mediocre standard scoring points as well. Oh yeah, it was it was bad to see that. It was just a disgusting game on on the Rams' part. You know they need to turn things around. Luckily they have a, a matchup against Washington next week, so that could be a, a great turnaround. But it, it was ugly to watch them today play uh, yesterday to play fantasy uh, play football. It was it was really bad. Of course, and thank you for your little Jerry Golf sit because I definitely didn't pull up uh, Brandon Cooks in one of my lineups. Yeah, I, I definitely had them all sits this week if I could have. So they weren't in my starting lineups at all. But getting into my second take of the day, Terry McCullen, McLaurin, wide rookie wide receiver of the Washington Redskins. Man, he is a star in the making. I mean, ever since he's been on the field, he's just been lights out. He's played strong defenses, even though some of it might have been garbage time. He's He's got a touchdown just about in every single game he's played this season, and he's only missed one game, and the other game he has still had three catches for 50 yards. I mean... This guy is just is just killing it right now in fantasy, and he's got a tough couple matchups coming up right now, which could be a great time to honestly sell high on him because you know he's at his great point greatest point right now, 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. This would be a great time to sell him, though I believe in his talent. It's just that you know someone could pay up for for his skill set right now, and you know with San Fran, Minnesota, and Buffalo all very strong against the receivers. This could be the perfect time to sell him because he has that talent right now and people might buy into that. I definitely believe that to be a fact because he did have those – he over up the season with those couple touchdown game streaks and he had that dud game when the quarterback change happened and now he's back on the high end getting the two touchdowns. It's definitely a good time to sell high on him. Definitely. Couldn't agree more on you. But we'll go into our last takes. Steve, you got the floor, my friend. All right, we've been high on the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden they're reeling. And I think they're reeling, reeling. But they got knock, knock. Who is it? Tyreek Hill, biatch. 
comes into this game and scores two touchdowns out of nowhere. Everyone thought he was done for the year or whatever, and he just comes into this game and just lights up the world and just brings the Chiefs team to life offensively when they've been struggling. We know their defense is atrocious, but watch out for him because they're going to need him. Yeah, the, it's it, it was bad on Sunday watching them like struggle on offense, basically. I mean... They changed their running back situation again. Sean McCoy was the main carrier. Like, no one else in the team seemed to really step up. And, you know, I feel like Mahomes was under pressure all day. And things just weren't getting done on that team. I mean, it, it was really bad. And it's starting to get worrisome. Two straight home losses to the two divisions. Two heavyweights. <laughs> They're the- reeling very quick. Yeah. I'm not high on them at all. Yeah, I know. It is sad. And he finished outside the top 20, uh, top 10 back-to-back weeks now, or three straight weeks now with Pat Mahomes. So him in fantasy is just a horrible thing. And the whole team is just is just going downhill right now. Especially everyone who paid up for him in draft season. Yeah, second-round picks. Good luck <laughs> yeah, to those that people. Yeah, that was me. But, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, you can, figure you can, a way out. You can sell them to me. It's okay. I'll buy them off you. <laughs> so I don't know what's Hill back. So. Um, it's funny that you said the KC's defense is bad. The Eagles' defense is pretty much bad, too, secondary-wise. So if the GMs of the KC Chiefs or the Eagles don't call up whoever's running things down in Jacksonville and get Jalen Ramsey on their spots, it's it's bad. It's bad. Like, these guys can't cover the deep What ball. is going on there? It's very savage, Mr. Gamrat. But call that man stat. They need that star corner on their teams. And you have Patrick Peterson and the Cardinals, too, not to steal your thunder real quick, but there's tons of guys out there. Someone's got to make a move soon. You guys are contenders. To my point. Yeah, no, it's definitely bad, and if you are playing anyone who's who's versing the Eagles, especially in the passing game, oh man, definitely put them in your starting lineups in fantasy because they just can't be, they can't Besides the Jets that one week, I mean, they just haven't been able to stop anyone in the passing game. It's it's pretty bad. Well, this week, is Cooper going to be back? We don't know yet. Is, we'll find out in a little bit. We will find out in a little bit on back that. Going into for that Sunday night game, that could be it for the Eagles real quick. No. But if he's not, I'm all over the Eagles. Yeah, well, we will find out shortly. Student Doc will be on, and we're going to ask him about Cooper uh, Cooper Cup, Mari Cooper on that one. So, and then my last one on my end here is if the Titans make the switch to Ryan Tannehill. Granted, Ryan Tannehill is nowhere to, to a fantasy a franchise quarterback anymore or fantasy quarterback. He's the best. Come on. I've been there, done that for five years. But <laughs> I think if Ryan Tannehill does get this job, and hopefully we'll find out soon, things could be different with this Tennessee offense. I mean, Ryan Tannehill did go 13 for 16 for 144 yards last week. Though he threw a pick and was sacked four times, but you know, anything almost is better than Marcus Mariota at this point. Marcus Mariota is not a good quarterback, unfortunately, in this league. And at least Ryan Tannehill can make someone fantasy relevant. He made Jarvis Landry relevant for years in Miami, so you know, someone could open up with either Corey Davis or you know AJ Green, AJ Brown, or Adam Humphrey. Someone should become relevant in this offense. So it's definitely something to keep your eyes on moving forward. If 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 that's the case, so I'm I'm real intrigued to see what happens with this Tennessee team if. Tannehill takes over. That was my yeah, all take those away. players are on the waiver wire. Yes, so that that, that tells yeah, you something. Uh, really yeah, big. That, 
so is Derrick Henry not getting too much play anymore, though? It might be. I mean, you know, he had a tough week this week. I thought he have a. I thought he'd be much better, but it was it was a little concerning what he was doing out there. So he's a monster. I don't know how they don't use him, but I'm not sure what their offensive line situation is. I know the quarterbacks don't help, but they stack man, the boxes you would against think him. Be they just stack the box against him. They know they know that they know that Marcus Mariota is not going to beat them in the passing game. So they 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 stack the boxes and. And it shows, especially this week, Denver did a great job, you know, holding Henry to, like, nothing, basically, so. Yeah, and people stack the line. They hope for the... Kind of like the Zeke effect going on, too. Yeah. yeah. Yards per carry, and then he breaks open that, like, 60-yard run we see every occasion, and we fall back in love with him. Absolutely. So... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a couple minutes before the soon doc comes on, so I figured we would just go into our third topic of segment instead of the waiver wire and save that for later. Uh, we'll just quickly go over one fantasy player we're ready to give up on and one fantasy player we still have faith in. So, Gamrat, give us the one player you ha- you are giving up on in fantasy. Ah, uh, man, it's tough. They're all so good and liable, but they all stink at the same time. What are we talking uh, about? Um, to be honest, you know, I think I had to give up on Kenyon Drake. On, what's his name? Came in. Mark Walton. Yeah, Mark Walton. They showed that they're looking to save him and trade him off for anything they want. So I wouldn't give up in season round. But for Miami situation, they want nothing to do with him, obviously. And I'm going to be off him for a couple weeks unless he gets traded. Definitely. He just hasn't produced any fancy points. I can definitely agree that he's definitely someone I would want to get rid of as well. So, James, what about you? Who's you? Who are you giving up on? I'm glad I never got him in anything. Yeah. But I have to say, it's Jameis Winston. I'm glad I didn't go with my preseason gut and go bananas drafting him in all the leagues I play him. Thinking Bruce Arians coming down to Florida will get the best out of him to reach his quarterback potential. But evidently, I was wrong. It showed up yesterday during that loss in London. He had six total turnovers, five interceptions, one lost fumble. Yeah, he finished with 15 points miraculously with 400 yards passing. But my God, I cannot go on this roller coaster ride anymore. Drop him. He's on his bye. Bye bye. Good riddance. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm done with Jameis. You know, five picks on the fun. day. <laughs> there's only some uh, crab claws in his future. Maybe he would think about throwing some better passes. Jeez, man. Yeah. He is just all over the place. He either goes for a drive, like in three plays, to Mike Evans, and it's a Godwin. It looks like a god, and then throws a pick the next th- play. It's the guy just swings and has no idea where it's going. Oh, definitely. Exactly. And I'm actually going to go with uh, one of his teammates. Uh, I'm actually giving up on OJ Howard. I'm done with OJ Howard. If if you can get rid of OJ Howard in any possible way, do it. He's tight end 34 in the season. I mean, he's not even cracked the top 32. It's horrible. You know, he has 176 yards on average and under 30 yards a game. I'm looking to just drop him, trade him if someone's willing to take him. But I'm just dumb. His potential's not there. This is definitely Chris Godwin and Mike Evans show all season long. So I'm, de- I'm definitely just done with O.J. Howard. So he's off my radar. Gamera yeah, I agree. Oh. I, uh... I just don't see any upside with them. They they haven't been a tight end game for a while. It's yeah, and Cameron Brate's taking touchdowns away. Get, so 
it's yeah, you know, it's the Mike Evans, the Godwin show, but I'm not sure. Jameis doesn't start, then maybe they'll use his tight end more, but like he's not impactful at all. Yeah, definitely. So, what about you? What about players we're really looking to hold on to? We have faith in Gamera. Who do you have faith in still? To be honest, especially this week, I know my Giants defense kind of played a little bit good, but Kyler Murray of the Cardinals, he looks like he's getting into his own. He really looks like a Russell Wilson in the making, and he's been playing some good football. And if he's on your team, I really want to let him go because he's doable. Like, I know the Falcons aren't the best, but like he put on some points and he looks really good. And he's got Larry Fitz to catch any ball that's a little bit misthrown to help him out a little bit. I really like Kyler Murray in the future of the season. Yeah, he definitely has some decent matchups coming up, you know, especially with the Giants next week, so... He's in for some decent games, and he's just going to get better as the season goes on. So, couldn't agree more with you on that. Jibs, what about you? Who's your guy? For me, I know I'm taking like an easy one out, but it's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey? He's a stud tight end, and he hasn't scored. Yeah, I agree. Where's he been? And he hasn't scored a touchdown since week two, and his receiving numbers continue to drop. Since week two, he had 107 yards, 89, 85, 70, and 58 yards. And, of course, the Chiefs are on a two-game skid, but I have faith in Pat Mahomes and the gang are going to get in the good graces of the fantasy gods and turn this thing around, even though it's production, but it's not the production that we were used to. I like that a lot, Gibbs. I think he's going to bounce back soon. He definitely will bounce back. He has to. He's a great tight end, and this team has to produce points somewhere, so they're going to do it. Great take, Gibbs. For me... Thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course. For me, my person is Alvin Kamara. Um, over, since Drew Brees has left to, due to injury, Alvin Kamara has been t- uh, running back 19 on the year. He's averaged 11 points a game. He just shot up with an injury over the week, and and you know they may take it a little easy on him due to that. And you know Drew Brees should be back after Week Nine. I think if you hold on to him, he's gonna come back and produce. They have easier matchups. They have to verse Atlanta two times still. You saw what David Johnson did to them this weekend. So, I mean, if you're thinking about trading Alvin Kamara, I would hold on to him. I think he's still going to produce for us. And you're going to have a little bit of a skid the next couple of weeks with Teddy Bridgewater there. But I, I think that Drew Brees Coach will be... Steve. What's up? You nailed it on the head there. Thanks. That is a great key. Yeah, definitely. Like, I know, like, I wouldn't throw him in daily fantasy or he has a really tough matchup going into Chicago this week, but that kid is a stud of studs. He just works everything out. He is such a great running back. If anyone doubts him, they are a lunatic, to be honest. Yeah. He is going to be he's a superstar in the making for sure, if not already. Absolutely, no. Couldn't agree more. So I'm definitely holding on to him guys and I think you all should too. So But we had someone jump into our little chat earlier. Edwin, the student doc, where are you at, my friend? I'm right here. How are you? How's everything? These fire takes. Thanks, we appreciate that. Hey, what's good, Edwin? Edwin, you know, obviously, Jib. Nice to meet you. Edwin, this is Gamrat. Gamrat, this is Edwin. Ed, nice to meet you, bro. Nice to meet you, man. I agree with your Kyler take, by the way. I'm all in on that. I was trying to buy him last week and uh, couldn't get a hold of him. I doubt I'm going to grab him now. 
Definitely not. Definitely not. Not after the big performance this week. So it's how it goes sometimes. You miss your shot on these players. So, but we brought you in here for a good reason. We had a couple injuries over the weekend, and first off, if you weren't in when we were probably talking about this, but there's a pretty Mari um, Cooper quad injury that we kind of want to talk about a little bit. If you have uh, some take on that. Yeah, so the Amari Cooper injury is something that you'll need to keep an eye on. I tweeted about it today, and uh, I think that people who sit out for quad injuries get a bad rap, like you hear on you see on Twitter. Oh, you know what a wussy or whatever, you know, saying things like that. But you know, when you when you're thinking a bruise, it's not like a bruise on your arm because you ran into your doorway or something. Like these dudes are getting bruises that are deep into their muscle tissue. Like we get superficial bruises usually. Like these bruises are deep into the muscle tissue. Uh, it's just it's you basically rupture some of the small uh, veins and arteries that are uh, supplying supplying your leg. Like it is, it's, it's like intense. And so these people that like are sitting on their couch talking about how people are wusses if they don't play through a bruise, just like literally, just I tilt so hard reading that stuff. But anyway, Amari Cooper. So the worst case scenario is. You know, this is a contusion like what Damian Williams just had, and he's out two to three games. But it doesn't sound like it's truly like a bone contusion since he's at his thigh. So I think the worst-case scenario, uh, in all honesty, is that he misses this this week. Uh, just watch his, watch his practice report and see what he does this week. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if potentially he doesn't practice all week and then Friday he gets – they play on Sunday, right? I haven't I haven't. They play checked. Sunday night. Yeah, they have a Sunday night game. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would – that's t- that's a tough thing, obviously, because if you need to game. replace him. You're right. I don't. I don't think that he's gonna. He's gonna sit this out. Uh, it was obviously severe enough for him to not return in the middle of you know, in the middle of the game where you know they could have won it. They they were in it the whole time. So I know it's tough waiting so until Sunday it. night, but I would I would I would hold on and, and watch his practice this week. Yeah. Do you think uh, so, Edwin? So do you think yeah. if if he plays, he's a non-factor. To be honest, because he's really playing unhealthy, and there's going to be a more of a decoy factor. Uh, no, I really think that if he plays, it's it's he's going to be fine. He's going to it won't affect him simply because it means that he's able to uh, just be full tilt. Because with these bruises, uh, if there's not any any true structural damage, it's just a matter of pain tolerance. If they give it a week and he you see him practice in full on Friday, that's your that's your definite green light. Definitely. And you yeah, I like that. What about Giancarlo Stanton with the Yankees tomorrow? Are you playing, or is he done for the season? No, I'm just get back to football. I was going to say, I, I'm not. <laughs> we don't have that much time to talk baseball now. That's a whole other segment there. Because <laughs> he, he has a quad strain or whatever, being a baby. It's a playoff. Just play, guys. Okay, Come on. Cameron is <laughs> Yankees. <laughs> Edwin, is there anyone you wanted to talk about personally? Because I know Mark Hippel was a pretty yeah. big thing for me. So. Let's go. So... I, I wanted to talk about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. I just am so irritated with these people who are, like, talking about how he must be just – he must his ankle must be broken. Like, he's probably limping around because he's, like, missing a toe. It's just not – it's not – guys, it's not bothering him. It's, it wasn't even taped. You know, if they, if they thought that it was an issue in the beginning of the game or even in the middle of the game, they would have taped it up at some point. They didn't do anything for it. His arm strength is so ridiculous. This is the first week that he hasn't thrown for 300 yards, and he threw for 270-something. The baseball player arm strength. He really does. (laughs) And that's the thing is because the concern is the ankle is hurting him, and 
the concern is he can't step into his throws. The dude doesn't need to step into his throws. Like he can <laughs> throw from the 50, He can he, throw he throws uh, cross on. <laughs> exactly. From from the 50 yard line, he can the dude can split the uprights on his knees. Like that's not an issue. And his mobility isn't an issue either. So did he did he tweak an ankle? Yeah. He tweaked that. He happened to have tweaked the same ankle, but he said in an article in an interview but on his own, he was like I don't think I re-aggravated anything. He's like a giant dude just rolled over my ankle. It would have hurt anyway. Like, it's just, in my opinion, so I'm here in Kansas City. My opinion is they're frantic Kansas City fans that aren't used to losing this early on in the season because Reed is just the king of going like 7-0, 8-0, 9-0. And so they're they're panicking that they lost two in a row. They're looking for an excuse. It's not Mahomes' ankle, guys. There are a million different things you could look at on the Chiefs roster before you start saying that his ankle is the reason they're losing. He's still putting up huge numbers. Like, what else do you want for the guy? Well, so that's Andrew, my rant. Real quick, sorry. Go ahead. What do you think about you guys this week being uh, dogs? <laughs> that is, uh, I don't know. That's a difficult one. So the, the Chiefs have always struggled against the Broncos, but usually it's when they're in Denver. And I think right. that... Is he going to air it out? Going to go too far in his throws? So I don't. You know, it's it's a tough thing to say. Right now, they're not. They they aren't running the ball. I'm a big believer in 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 like analytics stats. Passing is obviously much more efficient. Uh, I'm not on like team established run or anything like that. When I tweet about football, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think that it's interesting. I mean, those corners are really good. Uh, That that secondary is is still really good. I just don't. I didn't. I didn't realize they were dogs. To be honest, that's the first time I'm hearing it. So that's my initial immediate reaction. Is might be. I, I, it's like three and a half one way. I forget what it is. It might be three and a half Chiefs, but like that's be. pretty close to go to for this dominant Chiefs team to yeah go into there. Like that's kind of close. That's scary. Yeah, that's 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 surprising to me. You caught me off guard with that with that question, but I liked it. It was good. Well, there's one more I'd like to ask about. Uh, it's Emmanuel Sanders. I know he got a little banged up this weekend, and I just kind of want to know a little bit more about it. If you know some other players are meant to be worth picking up, if it's going to be absent for a while. So the thing about Sanders' knee is, if this is the quad injury that he's been dealing with since I don't know a, few, a couple weeks now, uh, it's starting to become a concern. You don't really know: is it a knee? Is it? I mean, is it a? Yeah, of course it's a knee. Is it a ligament? Is it a, a bruise? Like, what's going on? I don't really, I, to be honest with you, I don't know. They said that they pulled him, but it MCL wasn't really strain, that. Some type of strain. Yeah. It could be dangerous. Yeah, they, and I haven't seen what what it is, but everything I read is that it's not serious. It's not serious. Well, then it wasn't serious, and so why didn't he go back into the game? I mean, I guess I get it. They were winning, but it's not like they were locked in to win the entire time. Yeah, so I think that... Uh, I think that he's going to be, obviously, it's a short week, so there's a chance that he doesn't play. Uh, I haven't seen their their practice report will come out tomorrow, obviously. So I wouldn't lock him into any lineups, but what I would do is, if if he's still available in your league, is go grab Cortland Sutton. That dude is the truth. That dude is not I'm loving Cortland Sutton. He's he's good, yeah. Uh, Cortland Sutton is super athletic. He... If you remember last year when Sanders went down, he stepped up and and had himself a pretty good end of the year. Uh, he he's a really good receiver, and and I think that if he didn't have Joe freaking Flacco throwing him the ball, that he'd be a lot more of a household name. Oh, probably. 
fortunately he does so but definitely <laughs> exactly. he's definitely he definitely if he's still out there which he probably is not he's owned over more than 70 percent of leagues he's definitely someone you need to go oh, wow pick up right now that. yeah he's he's, he's is high on born your number one what's that db uh, that's a good question. I haven't keep I haven't kept up with the defense to be completely honest with you. I watched the offense. So here's baby. a disclaimer. Here's another disclaimer. I live in Kansas City. I've been a Seahawks fan my whole life. And so like <laughs> I just and like, so, like, like, you're like it's a high hunt, Yeah, it's and so, like, like me in like, Miami. Super die hard. No, it's a good question. Dude, I love the Seahawks this year too. Them oh, and the not dude, that that division, I'm telling you, you're probably gonna get if not one wild card, maybe two. Yeah, that the Niners are knocking on the door. Like, holy shoot, we all slept on the Niners. Like, yeah, we knew they were good yeah, with Garoppolo, good. but yeah. Um, but I think it's going to come down. Like, obviously, unless the Rams do some something drastic, uh, unless they like cut Goff and sign somebody else, um, Cam you know, Newton, go, go sign. Uh, no, maybe pick up uh, trade for, for Blake Bortles or something. You know, you might be better off at that point. definitely but uh, Edwin we want to thank you for always being on you're more than welcome to stay but if you have to go uh, we do appreciate you always coming on and talk injuries with us so yeah definitely Uh, everybody make sure to follow me at ffstudentdoc I'm going to take off I I I know I say this every week, but I still get people asking me every week. I actually am a student and so I'm in my last year of PT school so I need to actually go study for a test tomorrow so I will leave it to the experts Absolutely, What's we appreciate that? it. I'll follow, I'll follow you back, and great job yeah, dude. meeting you, man. Yeah, you too. Let me know if you have any injury questions. I'm all about it. Uh, we appreciate yes, it, Edwin. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much. See you. Kill the test, brother. Yeah. Well, let's keep going, guys, because we are all getting closer on time. So we're going to get right into our waiver wire segment, and we're going to have everyone just kind of name off all, all their waivers that they had. We'll go one by one still, but... um. Gamrat, we'll let you go first. Who's your quarterback waiver of the week? Um, I think Garoppolo. If Garoppolo's available, or Daniel Jones, or Darnold. Those guys are playing really good football. They, um, they're probably not in a lot of people's teams, and they should score enough points to get you to a victory. Yeah, definitely. I had Daniel Jones as my big pickup versus the Cardinals this week. So, Jibs, what about you? Going well, opposite. He was on a bye week this week. It's probably not even owned before that. It's Josh Allen. Name ain't sexy, but he does have a juicy matchup against the Dolphins. Who are to lose every again. Week, every week a tenure to put up a certain fantasy points to their quarterback position. Don't look at the name, just fire up that matchup. Absolutely. A couple others, just to mention, guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins has some good matchups coming up soon. Not this week, but he does worse Washington and Kansas City. Jacoby Brissett, definitely a great pickup if he's still out there. He's still available in 45% of leagues. And uh, Gardner Menshaw is definitely a good pickup still this week, even after a bad week. So we'll get right into our running backs. Gamrat, who is your running back? Um, obviously, I like Mark Walton because I don't know what's going on with Kenyon Drake. And then a backup just in case uh, Saquon's not back and healthy because Wayne Gaum certainly won't be healthy. Is They just signed uh, Buck Allen. I think Buck Allen's a really they good did. running back. Great, P- great uh, PPR guy. Damage. Yeah. So definitely in deeper leagues. Definitely so I like that. him a lot. No, definitely. Jess, what about you? For me, I chose Benny Snell. He saw a monster work- workload after Connor got dinged up with that quad injury. 
I believe last night versus the Chargers was a super specific game plan to run the ball and take pressure off Duck Hodges. But nevertheless, if there's a running back with a 12-plus potential carries on the waiver wire, you got to grab him. Yeah, definitely. A couple others, just to name them off. My biggest one was Alexander Madison, you know, 63 yards rushing this week. And you know, if, if Minnesota goes up, they're going to rely on this guy to end the game. So, And he's just a good backup to have for Dalvin Cook, who always seems to be injured. Not this season, but he always seems to be injured. Um, Malcolm Brown, if Todd Gurley's out again, he didn't do too much against the San Francisco defense, but he, he's definitely a good pickup. And then this is the time to start picking up your handcuffs. Chase Edmonds needs a pickup against the Giants. You know, Tony Pollard, Raquel uh, Armstead. Latavius Murray deserves a good pickup right now if he's out there. Darrell Henderson. And then, yeah. Definitely all worth picking up your backups right now, guys. It's, it's definitely the time of year right now. Because since there's no real, like, players to pick up. If, so Frank Gore is out there, guys. He has a great matchup against Miami. If he's still out there, definitely also worth a good pickup. So, But we'll get right into a wide receiver Agreed. position. Huh? No, I agree on that. I agree on that yeah. with Frank Gore. Oh, yeah, Frank Gore. Depends is, how healthy he is. He's old. So. Yeah, he's been kicking still, at the, even at 38, better than I am. Right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really is. Definitely. But, Gamera, what about your wide receivers? Who do you have at wide receiver? Um, A quick shout-out to Darius Swayton. He's been really filling in for the Giants. They have no one, and this guy's just been making play after play. He would be so good if Golden, Tate, and Shepard were healthy as a third wide receiver. But, I don't know. Because Sterling looks like he's out. Him as a two is a question mark. To be honest, you got to go Sharon Brown out of Seattle. The guy came out of nowhere. I'm really big in, in fantasy if you're just picking up a guy for a week, especially in DFS, even in fantasy, to go low on your wide receivers because they just come out of nowhere, especially in the PPR where half these running backs are scab backs that are getting half, half running and half – uh, catching, receiving yards. So, Jaron Brown had a big outcome game. He's a third wide receiver, so they might not pay attention to him again when they cliff and lock it and just go for another two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more with you. A couple of my guys that I had was, you know, Alden Tate. You know, he's starting to pick up in this offense. Jacoby Myers. I'll let Jibs talk about him because he did have him. Cole Beasley's a great pickup against Miami this week. Dante Pettis. You know, he's starting to get a little bit more into this offense. Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys, if Ryan Tannehill plays, they could have good value. And if Emmanuel Sanders is out, Deshaun Hamilton, definitely worth an add. And, you know, if Mari Cooper is out, we'll find out more. Austin, Tavon Austin showed pretty good production this week, so he could definitely be a target. So, Jibs, are you still there? Yeah, my fault. No, no worries. So, just a little Jacoby Myers nugget, New England trash, New York Giants. They look great at wide receivers. <laughs> position at the beginning of the year but now they're looking a little vulnerable josh gordon missed a significant injury so the set is nursing a hamstring injury if these two are to miss multiple practices throughout the week jacoby myers would be a nice little plug and play flex yeah definitely for you couldn't agree especially more on five weeks. loving him especially having a 16-man league i have him in so i like that but we'll go right into the tight end position gamrat who's your tight end that you like pick up it's tough. There's not too many great tight ends anymore. But uh, it's either Darren Fells has been just unbelievable. I'm assuming most people had to pick him up by this point. 
or Ricky Seal Jones on the Browns with Njoku down. He had a big week, so yeah. those are my two targets. Yeah, definitely uh, been producing late over the last three weeks, both of them. So no, definitely good, uh, good pickups on those. Jibs, what about you? I was going to say Darren Fells. Basically, guys, if you have a meddling tight end or Will Disley owner who's lost to an Achilles injury, Darren Fells could be your guy. He has two touchdowns the last two games. He, oh, he had two of them last week, but this week he had he got peppered with targets and he's averaging 45 yards. So it's not great, but it's decent. Tight ends, there's nothing great about after the top six. So <laughs> At least it's not boomer bust. Yeah. For me, Some kind of. Uh, Noah Fant versus Kansas City this week. Great pickup this week. Eric Ebron, not sexy at all, but, you know, he could be servable from certain weeks. Uh, Dawson Knox versus Miami. He could be become a big part of this offense after a fresh off a of bye. So those are some pretty good ones. Uh, a couple of deep league guys, just so I notice. Uh, Alex Eckerson, uh, Bengals guy, led the way this week on rece- receiving yards or second in receiving yards. Miles Boykins, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Brandon Bolton, if Rex Burke heads out again. Zay Jones is an interesting option, just was – Recently traded over from the Ra- to the Raiders, uh, Zach Pascal, Anthony Miller, Javon Wooms, all worthy of if you're in those deeper leagues, guys. Definitely want to look for those guys. But that is the end of our waiver segment, and you know Gamrat wanted to talk a little bit about some DFS. So Gamrat, we're giving you the floor yeah. for a couple minutes here. Um, I'll do like 30 seconds on DFS, and then maybe like a minute on my picks for week seven yeah, if that's okay it. yeah go for it so my dfs i this is i'm going to just give you my team on uh fd i don't want to give them a sponsorship at all or a shout out but if you're playing fd i'm going quarterback murray against the giants um, i'm assuming this you know this question mark we're very early in the week buck allen's going to play going to take him as running back as well as walton 4,900 and 5,500, both of them. And if you have Murray, you have to play Larry Fitz. And Larry Fitz is at a cheap, really cheap, 5,600. But I'm going to play DeAndre Hopkins, who never lets down. Cooper Cup, who's going against the deflated Falcons team at 7,800. You know, another tight end I like that we never talked about is Mark Andrews of Baltimore. That guy can play, actually. And I actually think both their defenses kind of stink. And I could see that Baltimore-Seattle game being a high-scoring game. So if you have any of these Baltimore-Seattle players, I wouldn't mind taking them or starting them in your league. And then I'll take Dalvin Cook, who's just a monster all around, as 8,300 and the Bills' defense. No offense, Coach Steve, against your... Miami Dolphins. Yeah, no, no worries. You gotta do it to make yeah, the money. That's a great lineup right there, Gamerin. Definitely, some pe- everyone should go for, uh, take that uh, to his advice this weekend coming up, or well, week seven coming up. So that's my uh, fancy lineup. If you guys, you know, it, it should cash in double ups. Yeah, definitely. GBP is always a cash question mark. Absolutely. But what is your lock in picks? So uh, I got four picks for you. Maybe five. I'm going to start, I don't know, Edwin's in Kansas City, but I really like the Broncos. I think it's plus three and a half right now. And 
the Broncos have been just playing tough against everyone this year, and Kansas City is real. And I could see it's a division game. I could really see Joe Flacco showing up Thursday night at home. And the Broncos' defense is good enough, I think, to hold Kansas City. But I don't know. Tyreek Hill looked good. But I'm going with the Broncos plus three and a half. One game I love, like I said, Atlanta and the Rams. I love over 54. Both their defenses look like they never even played football before. Both their offenses are awesome. I could see that being an absolute shootout, and I'm going to take them in the over 54. This is a spooky game, and I don't know why it is, but it's a pick and it is the Texans in the division game going into Indianapolis. Everything says, oh, take the Texans, take the Texans, they're hot. I think they come down to earth here. I'm taking the Colts in a pick with them, with Houston going on the road again. And that's tough to do. Playing two road games in a row and winning both of them is tough. And I'm taking the Colts in the pick. Another game I love is Seattle versus the Ravens. I love, 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 love Seattle minus three and a half. And... Seattle has a great defense. They're at home. And the Ravens haven't covered a spread since week one versus Miami. And we know, sorry, Beaver, how bad Miami is. They haven't covered a game since. So are the Ravens really that great? I don't know. I love Seattle covering three and a half. And if you want to throw out a couple Super Bowl props this early in the year, the Saints are plus 750, the Niners are plus 1,000. So that's my little take at the end of the segment. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do enjoy having you on today, Gamera. It was a lot of fun and energy you brought to the podcast, and we do love that always in our guests. Yes, yes. So definitely. But we also want to thank you guys for listening today. Hopefully, you guys got a lot of good things all around, you know, fantasy, waivers, DFS, all the above. We love to give you guys everything we can possibly get. Again, please follow us at www.thefantasycoaches.com at all of our great content that's up there. You know, please follow, again, our Twitter account at Coaches Fantasy. You know, please follow me at Coach Stephen P. And then please follow Jibs at Jibs. What, let, let them know where you can follow you at. Take on show. It never changes. Yep. And Gamera, let everyone know they can follow you at as well. Twitter, Steve, Steve underscore Gamrat, Instagram, Z Gamrat, Z-E-G-A-M-R-T, and then for the couple of lady followers, swipe oh, me God. right on Bumble. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate Apologize it. Apologize to our lady listeners I'm off the bat after that. Uh, we do all appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be back on uh, again on the Friday morning to talk about our start and sits with our next guest. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and you all have a great night now. All right, guys. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.